are listening to Casual Wednesdays with Doom Rocket, your one-stop shop for comics, talk, and such. I'm Jared Jones. I am MJ Kramer. This week, big week for comics, MJ. Pretty big. Pretty big. We have a lot to talk about this week. Not a whole lot of time to talk about it, but we will do our very best this week. We're going to talk a little bit about the big comicsology kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the George Perez JLA Avengers announcement, yeah, which is quite exciting, also a little distressing. Yes. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. And also we'll talk a little bit, just a little bit, about the new trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, MJ. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I know you're excited. Yeah. You're already buying toys for this movie. It hasn't even come out yet. I even want a Doctor Strange shirt to work today. Oh, no. So anyway, <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Casual Wednesdays. I like the off-the-cuff intros. Yeah? Y- you hated those scripted ones, didn't you? They were a lot. I didn't really like having my little scripted interjections. They you, just sounded weird. MJ, you weren't supposed to tell everyone that those were scripted. <laughs> well, you just said that the whole thing was scripted. <laughs> I, know, I know. I felt like some loser game show host. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, hey, everybody, Casual Wednesdays coming at you. That's a good voice. You should keep that one. I don't think so. (laughs) Nobody would listen to us. Although, maybe I could get on Sirius finally. Maybe you could. (laughs) Not to imply that I've been trying, but anyway. So, yeah, hello everyone. Casual Wednesdays. We are back. Jared and MJ are here to guide you through some of the comings and goings of comic books these days. Almost too much to keep up with. But before that, I wanted to ask you... What are you reading right now, Jared? Oh, what am I reading? Yeah. I'm reading a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you for asking. Like what? You're a doll. You know that? <laughs> Real doll. Um, I, currently, I am reading the new Black Label book from DC, Suicide Squad Blaze. I'm not all the way through it yet, but I have to say, pretty damn impressive. Written by Dan Waters, art by Aaron Campbell. Holy moly. Yeah, I like it a lot. Everyone's been singing its praises. I was like, I have to check this out. The Black Label stuff has been pretty on point lately. Mm-hmm. They just announced a new Aquaman featuring Ram V and, and Christian, Christian Ward. Ward. I know. Did you look at those pages? Yeah. He's all barnacle-y. It looks super cool. It's like I know. Cosmic Horror Aquaman. Yes, please. Cosmic Horror in the Sea. Mm-hmm. Lovecraftian stuff. Mm-hmm. Release the Kraken and whatnot. Actually, that's like uh, a Liam Neeson movie. Yes. Clash of the Titans, it You was. knew what I was talking yeah. about. But yeah, I'm really enjoying Blaze. It's really cool so far. I'm looking forward to finishing it up. Uh, but MJ, what about you? What are you reading this week? This week has a couple books that I was pretty excited about. Nightwing 89, I'm always talking about how much I love that comic. But yeah. this week's is a crossover with Superman, Son of Kal-El. It's a little tiny two-issue crossover. And, you know, written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo. Yeah. Its continuation is in Superman, Son of Kal-El number nine. It's really great, and you can hop on into this book, even if you're not reading Nightwing right now. It's interesting because, you know, Tom Taylor's also writing that Superman book. Yeah, that's why it's so easy to have a crossover like that. But having Nightwing and Superman crossover, it's a hallowed tradition, MJ, going way back. Mm -hmm. Way back! Mm -hmm. Considering the fact that Nightwing itself is an homage to Superman. Yeah. And Nightwing itself was a Kryptonian character once upon a time. Yes. But I have one other book that I really enjoyed this week. Oh. Dirtbag Rapture number five, which is the finale of this story arc, came out today. It might be the finale of the series. I don't know if they're planning on making more. And for folks at home who aren't familiar, what is Dirtbag Rapture all about? So it's about a gal who is a medium. Mm-hmm. She talks to ghosts and she can also take ghosts from the place that they're like trapped haunting. Oh, no. And she can also let them reside in her head. Right, there's a house involved in her mind, so she's kind of like a flop house 
landlord for ghosts. For some ghosts, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so there's this whole little community of ghosts that live in her head. She helps some of these ghosts leave the place that they're stuck haunting and takes them to a different place where they'd like to rather be. Right. And it turns out that there are these demons that had been kind of manipulating her to move ghosts in specific places that might cause the end of the world. Oh, no. And then angels have gotten involved, and it's this whole wild, awesome thing. I just love it. Now, this is written by Christopher Sabila. Yes, with art by Kendall Good. I've read the first issue. It's really quite terrific. Mm -hmm. I love the sass. It's so funny. I love the sass. Not to give anything away, but in the fifth issue, she kind of meets God. Okay. That's kind of a big spoiler, but but, I'll allow it. But the way God is portrayed (laughs) is, it's so good. You know, Sabila has also got a trade out, a trade collection of his Crowded series. Crowded Volume 3 comes out this week. That's right. Crowded, of course, very popular in its initial run. The film rights got picked up by Rebel Wilson, Mm -hmm. who may also star in it. Who knows? Yeah. I wonder what happened with that. I don't know, but I know this is the final volume of it. Right. And I highly recommend that series as well. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff coming out this week. We're talking about comics at the beginning of the podcast right now because we've pretty much gotten rid of the top five for now. For now. We don't have a lot of time to do these episodes, so we're trying to cram in as much as we possibly can within a short period of time so I still have time to edit and not want to throw myself out a window afterwards (laughs) because I'm behind on deadlines and a thousand other things. So... Check out some of those comics we mentioned, why don't you? Mm-hmm. I would also recommend the excellent number one, which reunites Peter Milligan and Michael Allred, who did X-Force way back in the day, X-Statics. If you like that peculiar, rip-poppy brand of X-Men comics, they're back. And we're uh, catching up a little bit on our missed previous weeks. That's right. In these recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> so much to keep up on. And it's easier to do for some people if they read digitally, MJ. Because I'm doing a very hackneyed uh, transition to our first topic of the week, which is, of course, the comiXology kerfuffle that people are scarcely tolerating. MJ, what the hell is going on with comiXology right now? Well, I don't really read digitally, so I'm kind of a bad source for this info. But apparently Amazon has decided to drastically overhaul comiXology because they own comiXology. Right. And they have taken a lot of the readability away. So Amy Dallin, who you may follow on Twitter, posted a few days ago what it looks like um, instead of showing like a a double page spread as, you know, filling your screen. Now it's like the whole double page spread is shrunk down together onto like a PDF page. All the functionality is gone. It looks awful. Comixology used to have a fairly robust, it wasn't perfect. I mean, I've checked out Comixology a few times. Some creators only publish through Comixology unless they get republished in print via Dark Horse or something like that. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, I have to go on there and check things out. Functionality is pretty solid, but if you strip even one aspect of that functionality away, it is impossible to navigate. And apparently, not only did some of it go, all of it's gone. I was watching a video of somebody trying to swipe through an issue, and it was next to impossible. It seemed like the most maddening thing in the world. And worse yet, some people are worried that they've lost all the comics that they've purchased through the app. And they've also changed the Comixology submit section. Mm. So now when you submit your own comic to be carried through Comixology, you have to now format it to do the panel-by-panel thing yourself. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty terrible. So that's a mess. Follow the folks over at Polygon. They're doing some pretty robust coverage about this whole thing right now. Leon Mm -hmm. Miller has an article over at Polygon right now that you can read about titled Amazon's Overhaul of Comixology Ignites Concern from Comics Creators and Readers. It's a really big bum for people who exclusively read digital MJ. Mm -hmm. People are concerned that this might increase the already rampant comics piracy that's been going on in the industry for years now. Yeah, And this is our opportunity to say to you, If you are a digital reader and you feel slighted by Amazon, you feel slighted by Comixology, if you already put in the money to have the subscription service and it's next to unusable, 
don't get on your high horse or nothing right now and say that I earned the right to go read this on a pirated site. Because you still haven't. This is your chance to maybe explore other alternatives that are available to you as a comic book reader. It can be a bit of a pain in the ass to do this, but we encourage you to look up your local comic book shop. Give them a buzz. A lot of these folks have subscription services that you can arrange over the phone or on a nice little website, and they'll pull the comics for you and have them available. Some even offer shipping. You don't even have to leave the house. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a permanent solution. Comixology may yet get their act together. You don't know. But in the meantime, it would mean a lot, maybe not necessarily to Marvel and DC, but it would certainly mean a lot to independent publishers and independent creators mm -hmm. to purchase their books through the proper channels. If you don't want to do that, Another alternative is available to you. You can go to your local library. And that is still supporting these creators. It, it really, it may not seem like it. You're not paying for it if you're checking it out from the library. Right. But they have to buy it. Yes. It is a purchased copy that you are checking in and out of the library. And the more demand there is for comics and graphic novels like that, the more your library will buy more. That's right. That's right. And you could start the trend in your local <laughs> neighborhood. And wouldn't that be something? Being a trendsetter. Mm -hmm. Taking something bad comicsology and turning it to something positive yeah so if you have any questions about that kind of stuff hit us up info at doomrocket.com we're both retailers we're happy to help you happy to guide you also you can hit up comicshoplocator.com to find the closest lcs to you i would also suggest the comic shop that i work at which is challengers comics if in, you happen to live in chicago in chicago right. but we have a website and we do ship yeah. and that website is challengerscomics.com all right so yeah kind of a bummer for a lot of folks right now Dark times, MJ. But there is a little ray of light we've had the last couple of days. Oh? There has been an announcement that the Hero Initiative is going to be republishing JLA Avengers. This isn't a small deal here. JLA Avengers was for a long time the lost holy grail of the comic book industry. It was originally illustrated, well, a good chunk of the first issue was originally illustrated by George Perez, and then it got shelved for a litany of reasons too numerous to list here by DC and Marvel. And we thought we would never, ever, ever see this crossover happen again. But 20 years ago-ish, it did. Oh, God, yeah. Written by Kurt Busiek, drawn by George Perez. Yep. An amazing, awesome piece of art that has been out of print for a super long time. For obvious reasons. DC and Marvel can't seem to arrange who gets the cut of what and how they would handle royalties and that sort of thing. I think you mean Warner Brothers and Disney. Because it's Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah, you got a point. Mm -hmm. But the Hero Initiative, and this is a fundraiser for the Hero Initiative, is going to be putting it back into print in a trade paperback collection. Now, this sounds like good news at first. I mean, a lot of the proceeds are going to go to support the Perez family. And to the other various comic creators that the Hero Initiative supports. If you don't know, the Hero Initiative supports comic book creators from years past uh, with a lot of health expenses. Because, as we all know, this industry, not kind to its creators... And the Hero Initiative tries to help that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, the print run for JLA Avengers, this new reprinted version, is extremely limited, MJ. Yes. What are the numbers we're looking at here? Well, it may not seem like a super small number, but it's limited to 7,000 copies. That's not a lot. No, it's not. For a book that is going to be as in demand as a crossover between the Justice League and the Avengers. Right. It is nowhere near enough. Especially with something that's been out of print for as long. Now, MJ, if you could explain to the listeners, how is this going to work? How are they going to raise the funds? And then how are they going to distribute these books? Who's getting copies? Who isn't? 
We don't know who's getting copies because we don't know the allocation amounts yet. Right. But it's going to be distributed via Diamond, the you know usual distributor of comics. Right. Orders for this book are due in on Monday. But your comic shop has probably already put in their orders for this book. Right. And to be quite honest, with there being like about 2,500-ish comic book shops in the United States... I think comic book shops are probably maybe going to get three each, maybe two, maybe three each. If they're lucky. But when it was announced, we immediately got so many calls from customers asking to pre-order copies. Yeah. I mean, we've already gotten requests well past the amount that we're probably going to be allocated. It's just kind of unfortunate that there is this huge demand for a book that's only going to have that many copies made. And I'm sure the limited amount... And it going to charity is the only reason that Disney and Warner Brothers are down for it, right? To, to this reprint. But why make the print run so small? They can make money hand over fist with this, not profit wise, but increase the margins for the Hero Initiative. I mean, that would be great. But once again, it might be an agreement between Disney and Warner Brothers and Hero Initiative that it has to be a limited amount. I mean, they might decide that it's it's successful enough that they're going to lobby Disney and Warner Brothers to maybe keep on making more because that would be awesome if they could just keep on churning out like a batch of them, to just continually fundraise. That would be so cool. Like they could have a batch exclusively for comic conventions, like another reason for people to get out and see the world again. Yeah, or they could do just like like a new cover with each one that was like, you know, a different artist that it was supporting or or something. This is totally just me talking out of my ass. So (laughs) These are all great ideas, MJ. Yeah. (laughs) You should work for the Hero Initiative. Oh. But yes, JLA Avengers lives again, which seems like a proper time for us to say into this microphone, so we don't forget. I think this is so you can hold me accountable for yes, actually putting exactly the episodes I'm, out. <laughs> how did you know? MJ and I have done DC Marvel crossovers in the past. Read through episodes where we've tackled DC versus Marvel, the Amalgam episodes. Yeah. Those episodes are available in the Doom Rocket archives. Check those out. Click the Casual Wednesdays button at the top of the homepage. We have talked about how much we would love to do a JLA Avengers read-through episode, and it's a four-issue miniseries, but those issues are packed, filled with detail, filled with story. There's no way we could possibly do one episode of JLA Avengers, but MJ, we could do at least two. True. So coming soon, very soon, to an ear near you presumably on your head. Or maybe both of your ears on your head. <laughs> That's right. Casual Wednesdays will finally get around to our JLA Avengers read-through episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us, huge fans of George Perez, huge fans of Kurt Busiek, right. huge fans of both the JLA and the Avengers. Absolutely. And it, what better time, <laughs> I ask you, is it to celebrate one of the greatest pieces of comic book superhero art to ever exist than now this minute, MJ? Seriously. I mean, it's better to celebrate it while George is still with us? Yeah. To celebrate something, celebrate life mm-hmm. and the comics industry and all the wonderful stuff that comes with it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So MJ, what can listeners do if they want to try, at least try, to secure a copy of JLA Avengers of their very own? I mean, get in touch with your local comic book shop because this is only going to be offered through the direct comic market. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And be careful not to get swindled on eBay or other sites like that because I'm sure right now speculators are jacking up the price for the original prints of these books. Yeah, no, I I was actually looking online to see what the prices are for them, and eh, they're so expensive. I didn't even see any copies of that limited edition hardcover they did way back when, just paperbacks, but 
they're very expensive. But honestly, I mean, they're going to end up going for a lot of money on eBay anyway because they're so limited. It's it's just a bummer that the money that scalpers on eBay are going to make, that that money isn't going to go to the Here Initiative instead. Absolutely right, MJ. Good yeah. thing we got our copies. Yeah. <laughs> well, single issues. I yeah, wish I had right. that hardcover, man. I wish I'd gotten it. That would have been something. All right, MJ, we have one more item we need to discuss before we get the hell out of here. Well, do the listener question and mm-hmm. then get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm talking about the trailer for Boz Lerman's upcoming Elvis biopic starring Tom Hanks. You liar. Oh, wait, that's not what we're talking about? <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. We're talking about Doctor Strange and the Bananarama, the new trailer of which aired this week. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It debuted during the Super Bowl this past Sunday. That's right. Immediately caused an avalanche of fan speculation and celebration and all that. So uh, we're going to pause the episode really quick and rewatch the trailer and then come back here and talk about our feelings about it really quick. Yes. All right. That's a hell of a trailer. Yeah, it is. I really like the music. It's great. I can't believe I'm saying that about a Marvel anything, but... It's like really creepy and eerie. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, I mean, this isn't going to be your average Marvel movie because... It is directed by Sam Raimi. That's true. But are these movies really directed by anybody? I think Sam Raimi would would say yes. It's funny that you bring that up because he was interviewed uh, maybe a month ago. And they were like, well, have you wrapped? Have you wrapped the reshoots for Multiverse of Madness? And he goes, I don't know. Marvel will tell us when we're done directing the movie, which I think is really funny. Because if he were the director, it'd be up to him. Yeah. But also, I think it was the same interview, uh, when instead of saying, like, movie or film, he, he, he said picture. I love it. I think it's so cute. He still wears suits to the shoots, MJ. Yeah, suits to the shoots. I like Sam Raimi quite a bit, being a Michigan boy myself. I am excited to, to see this, just because of that, but also because I love Doctor Strange a lot. I really do. And I'm really excited to see them expanding more on the multiverse stuff. And the writer on this movie is the writer of the Loki TV show, which I know you didn't like, but I Mm -hmm. liked it just fine. As long as we don't get another 40 minutes of Kang dancing on his desk, I'll be good. But what if we get Richard E. Grant Loki again? God, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, before we start talking about all the people who are probably going to show up or maybe not or possibly could, let's talk about the trailer itself. Okay. It opens with the Sanctum Santorum. But not as we know it, but as it exists in Strange's mind. He's been having nightmares, MJ. Yes. Nightmare being a key word. Yes, Nightmare being a key character in the Strange mythos. Yes. Do you believe that Nightmare could be playing a role in this film? Uh, It is speculated upon, to jump ahead in our little trailer recap, that the evil-looking Doctor Strange, while some people have thought it was the what-if version of Doctor Strange, that it might be the Nightmare Doctor Strange. Okay. That came, uh, like, early 90s. All right. Yeah. You know better than me. But no matter what, it's bad news for Strange because, as we know from the Spider-Man movie that came out, that's also barely a movie. Yeah, a little, but it's a little tiny movie. No right, one saw right. it. Nobody you know. saw it. Doctor Strange kind of cracked an already fragile multiverse into shatters, ostensibly. And I hope that's not what he's talking about in this trailer because he says, I did what I had to do. And I'm like, if you're talking about that thing you did for Peter Parker, you did not have to do that. No, he didn't. <laughs> that no, was a favor. At the consequence of reality, my friend, you fucked up. It was a little thing like, oh, sure, I'll do that, which admittedly Peter messed it up because he distracted Doctor Strange, but that's probably a spell Doctor Strange should not have been casting. We don't need to relitigate No Way Home. (laughs) We did an episode on that. But as we know from that film, Doctor Strange presently is not the Sorcerer Supreme of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, Wong is. That's right. Spoilers, I guess, maybe? I guess. 
Because like I said, nobody saw that movie. Nobody saw it at <laughs> all. It didn't just beat Avatar, whatever. <laughs> but do you think that's going to have any bearing on the plot itself? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do. Do you think that's why he's going to bring in like the Scarlet Witch and whatnot? Because he maybe might not be at full strength as far as being a sorcerer is concerned. But also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Wanda is incredibly powerful. Oh, and we know. From what it looks like, he's going to need all the help he can get. So he's going to go and find Wanda. And I'm really excited. To see the Scarlet Witch. Right. More of the Scarlet Witch. In a bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. First, let's talk about America Chavez, because uh-huh. that's one of the first characters to pop up in the trailer, and it looks like she's fighting some sort of monster. It's screaming in her face. She's all strung up on something, and you can see the denim jacket with the star on the back. Mm-hmm. And America Chavez's power is that she can punch through universes? Is that her one power? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a strange one power to have. No, she can move her way as she wants through multiverses. So, like, the, she's a very good character to have in this movie. And mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see her. She is played by Sochil Gomez. That's right. I'm not familiar with her at all. I'm not either. But I love America Chavez. And I'm sure she's going to be great. She was in the Babysitter's Club. TV show or movie? TV show. was very well received. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was also in something called Boob Sweat. Oh. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, America Chavez is going to be in this... I don't know if this was in the Super Bowl trailer, but it was in a different version of the trailer. It features Defender Strange, which is a multiversal variant of Doctor Strange who has the white stripes on the top part of his head as opposed to the sideburns. And a different costume. I mostly know about this Defender Strange because they've released images of the action figure of it. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always funny when you can get spoilers for something through the toys. Such as the dark nature of capitalism, MJ. Yep. So what do you suppose Defender Strange is all about? Will there be a Defenders team that if, we see? If they show the Defenders, I'll scream. Like, we've got a Valkyrie, we've got a Hulk, but we are missing a Silver Surfer. Yeah. For now. But there are lots of other defenders that they could decide to throw in there and have some some new character cameos if they wanted. Also, Rachel McAdams is back. Um, I don't even remember her character's name from the first movie. It was like Christina or something like that? I've always just called her White Lady. (laughs) I mean, I like Rachel McAdams a lot, but that character was a nothing burger in the first one. She sure wasn't Clea, that's for sure. No, she wasn't. Do you suppose Clea may pop up in this movie? Oh, that would be exciting. I think there's too much shit already going on in this movie. But <laughs> Juatel Igeo4 is back as Baron Mordo, mm-hmm. who, as we know at the end of Doctor Strange, swore a vendetta against all wizards. Yes, Mordo and Strange are nemeses. Yeah. It seems like he's still got some sort of friendliness towards Strange because he does apologize to him in the trailer. Which makes me wonder, maybe it's some different multiversal version of Baron Mordo. That's right. Well, it looks, at least by the trailer, that he's at least working with this weird multiversal outfit. Could be the Illuminati. Could be not. Who the hell knows? We don't. The reason why people are speculating about the Illuminati, though, is because that is 100% Sir Patrick Stewart's voice and, you know, the back of his head. Right. God, that poor old man. Just let him retire. He's so old. I'm sure he's quite okay (laughs) getting getting all this money, getting these paychecks. I'm sure he's good with it. He died in Logan, MJ. This is a multiversal madness He thing. died in X-Men 3, MJ. <laughs> we, we don't know which version of Professor X it might be. Or if he he's died even, in Days of Future Past, MJ. Or if he's even playing Professor X. True. That's what, true. What if he's playing some like multiversal version of Doctor Strange himself? Maybe he's playing Captain Picard. Maybe. There's no reason why he can't. It's <laughs> Disney we're talking about. They got the money. So... It could be the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. This could be a Patrick Stewart as Professor X kind of deal we're looking at, which could seed 
the X-Men in the future. Maybe not the X-Men we'll see in the MCU proper, but now we know at least that there are X-Men out there. Just the idea of mutants. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. A lot of people have speculated that Ryan Reynolds is going to pop up as Deadpool because the Deadpool film, Deadpool 3, is in pre-production and they're going to make it at some point. So we know that Deadpool's going to be in the MCU. He already did a commercial with Korg from That's right. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's already happened. It's canon, I presume. Yeah. I just wonder what they'll do if they have the Illuminati in there, who they will include in it as well. Well, in the comics, we know that there is Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Iron Man, mm-hmm. Professor X, mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. and Namor. And Black Bolt. Black Bolt, that's right. Black Agar Boltagon. Now, we know that Black Bolt exists in the MCU because of that shitty Inhuman show, <laughs> but the and guy who... And he's played by Anson Mount. Yeah, but he's busy playing <laughs> Captain Pike for Star Trek. That's two captains we could be dealing with yeah yeah in the illuminati but star, but star trek. trek can keep him he's wonderful as captain that's pike that's true yes so do you think that they would recast black bolt i don't know if I, they were to use him at all i sure hope they would change that costume because man that black bolt costume was not good another persistent rumor circulating around this film is that the iron man if he were to show up in this illuminati moment would not be played by robert downey jr who is done with these movies and good for him i say but rather an actor who was supposed to play Iron Man way back when, in the late 90s and the early aughts, when Iron Man was still being chopped around. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise. (laughs) I did see some people posting fan-made art of, like, Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man. Right. Which might be be good. Works for me. I love seeing Tom Cruise. And you know it's been the longest we've had since a Tom Cruise movie's come out? Really? We're in the midst of, like, over a thousand days or something. They keep pushing back the Mission Impossible movies Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. He's been busy. I mean, I want to see a new Mission Impossible movie just to see more Rebecca Ferguson. So that's just me. We are extending the length of this episode, MJ, (laughs) talking about this crap. Now, also, Reed Richards is a member of the Illuminati. What if the John Krasinski rumors are true and he gets to play Reed Richards, at least this version of Reed Richards in Multiverse of Madness? How are you going to be with that? I would, first of all, be disappointed if they cast John Krasinski. I think it's a lousy lazy casting emily blunt is also lousy lazy casting for sue storm let's not even go there she'd be okay but john krasinski meh, i heard a dirty rumor the other day that seth rogan was going to be cast as ben Grimm. if that's uh, the case no really uh, no You're i was not I, gonna out of sheer spite like if, if krasinski's <laughs> reed richards seth rogan is ben Grimm. that's lazy as shit Emily Blunt, it's just like, I don't want any of these people in my Fantastic Four movie. But what about this? What? For a human torch, Johnny Storm, a little newcomer named Chris Evans. That'd be fine. I would also <laughs> accept Michael B. Jordan, who deserved yes. a better movie as Johnny Storm. He yeah, put up Michael- with a lot of shit playing yeah. that character. Anyway, so let's get over the Illuminati. Strange meets some group of people, but they also seem to have Ultron bots. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Do you I think did. James Spader's going to do some work? That would be great. I'm going to show you something beautiful. (laughs) Patrick Stewart's bald head. (laughs) Anyway. So what's that big yak guy? His name is Rintra. Uh Uh-huh. What's his deal? He's just a big green minotaur guy. Okay, gotcha. Not a yak. He's a minotaur. Oh, if you say so. Somebody needs to read up on his classical mythology. Maybe. Maybe He's missing a minotaur. Apparently, I need to read a lot of Doctor Strange. (laughs) So there's that really cool part in the trailer where Strange and America Chavez are just like hurtling through... The multiverse, and, and they're we sort see, of pixelating. They're, they're pixelating, like yeah. breaking apart of the scenes. But we also see dinosaurs, MJ. Yeah, fingers crossed for the Savage Land. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. 
We got a mysterious glowing figure that attacks Wanda at one point. Yes, and I have seen speculation this is Captain Marvel, and I've seen speculation that it is Spectrum uh, it makes Monica most sense. Rambeau, Captain Marvel. Yeah, it makes most sense that Monica Rambeau would be in this movie because she got her powers at the end of WandaVision by thwarting Wanda and her kidnapping of an entire small town. Hey. She did it, MJ. There's no sweeping that under the rug. Except it's- that Doctor Strange just messed up the entire multiverse as opposed to one little town because of Wanda had some terrible trauma. Okay, she was working through some shit. And she obviously, you saw the first teaser trailer. She realizes she did wrong. I guess that makes everything better. It does. We talked about WandaVision in a prior episode. You can look that up for our opinions on that. But this brings us to a sticking point for the film, MJ. It really is looking like the Scarlet Witch, if not the, you know, MCU proper Scarlet Witch, but a Scarlet Witch is the villain or the heavy of this film. Oh, I didn't get that at all. You didn't? There's that awesome Sam Raimi push shot that pushes right into her eye, and she's covered in blood, and she's obviously hurt somebody, and she doesn't look like she's upset about it either. And then there's that other bit where she says to Strange, she goes, you make a mistake, and people forgive you, but when I do, I'm the enemy. And that doesn't seem very fair. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she says. But the way that she says it, it means that she's ready and willing to fuck somebody up. She should be. Wanda's been through some shit, man. I think she has gotten past some of that, and she's trying to be better. It's not what and it looks like from here. And I think she's helping Doctor Strange, and I don't appreciate the assumption that she'd be bad. All right. Jared Jones. This episode's going much longer than I needed to. I think the villain is going to be the scary version of Doctor Strange. You think so? Yes. Could be a villain yet to be revealed. I mean, Nightmare as Doctor Strange, big possibility. Because not only do we have all of this going on in the trailer, we also have the zombie Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which means Marvel Zombies universe confirmed, possibly. Well, I think it's just coming out of uh, the What If if show. Because also, in the movie poster that shows all these shattered pieces flying around, in one of these little shattered things, you see a reflection of Peggy Carter's shield. You know, at first you said that to me, and I was like, I don't believe you. But then I saw like a high-res image, and there it was. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have no doubt that Haley Atwell is going to show up in Captain Carter regalia. I have no doubt in my mind that that's going to be a thing because that's an easy multiversal thing to do. Haley Atwell is all about doing stuff for Disney. She does all sorts of things that she doesn't need to do, like be on What If. Good for her. Once again, she can get a paycheck. Good for her. It's true. It's true. She's trying to get a paycheck right now with those Mission Impossible movies, MJ. Her and her (laughs) new love of her life, Tom Cruise. And that's probably how they'll get him, too. Maybe. Because he's so damn in love with Haley Atwell. And who wouldn't be? Who, I, exactly. Who wouldn't be? She's Haley Atwell. You think you he's, seen her? You think he's got her flipped into Scientology yet? Uh, I hope not. Let's let's not uh, think about that. That's icky. So anyway, when does Multiverse of Madness come out, MJ? Well, we have it paused on the TV screen May 6th. That's right. It's coming out soon. <laughs> I'm so sad that they bumped it back from March because it was going to be my little happy birthday gift. But now it's in May. Now right. it's going to be your early birthday gift. Hey, I got the Batman coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm good. So that's my birthday gift. And then Doctor Strange is your birthday gift. Uh, the universe has us switched. Maybe we've gone through the looking glass and we ourselves are now in the multiverse, MJ. Oh, no. Oh, that's horseshit. <laughs> you want to do the question of the week and get out of here? Yeah. All right. Every week, we field a question from one of you, our listeners. Hit us up, info at doomrocket.com. Cashweds Podcast on Twitter. If you hit us up on Twitter, make sure you use that hashtag, AskCashweds. 
makes it easier for me to find. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Brandon Harrison via info at doomrocket.com says, Hey friends, continue to love the cast and listen every week. Keep making that awesome content. We intend to, Brandon. Thank you. Or at least when we can. When we can. <laughs> to my question, I've been reading comics since my childhood in the late 80s. Always loved Batman, Flash, X-Men, and the rest of the superhero series. Now that I'm in my late 30s, I find these super books just don't tickle me the way they once did. I know that feeling. I mean, yeah, it happens. You know, their touch becomes indifferent and cold, and <laughs> you go into bed at different times, and it hardly <laughs> feels like a relationship anymore. I'm, I know intimately what that's about. Oh, yeah? Are we still talking about comics? I, I thought so. I'm not talking about you! I hope not. Oh, no. Back to Brandon's question. <laughs> I tend to prefer the Brubakers and Kirkmans of the world, and honestly would rather just buy my books in nice hardcovers so I can binge all at once. I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, yeah, getting there. For the most part. With that said, and as comic retailers yourselves, what would you say would be my best exit from the weekly floppies to move over to the hardbacks and special editions I prefer? I always feel so bad for my comic eye when I cancel a slew of books. Anyway, I know I'm Morty. Thanks for all you do. Brandon. Thanks for the question, Brandon. Yeah. First of all, you shouldn't feel bad for thinking that you're making your retailer feel bad for canceling things because, honestly, they shouldn't be making you feel bad. That's bad. Right. It's bad, bad, bad. If you're getting a guilt trip from your retailer, I think you need to relitigate who you're seeing as a retailer. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, personally, as a retailer myself, I don't want customers to be buying things out of obligation. Right. I mean, that's that's the quickest way to burn out just to be like oh i don't want to read comics at all anymore because i'm just reading all of these comics i don't necessarily want to read because i feel like i have to that's how pull lists become unwieldy because customers cease to come in and then all of a sudden you've got all these repos that you got to put back on the shelves instead of collecting money for it. it's a mess yeah you lose customers that way and it's not a good practice but transitioning from floppies to hardcovers and trades and graphic novels should not be a headache. In fact, Brandon, I'm sure you're well acquainted with our solicits episode where we lay out all the good hardcovers and trades that we're into Mm -hmm. at the end of every month. And then we tell you to go hit up your comic book store to pre-order them because you can pre-order them sometimes well in advance Mm -hmm. of the floppies. So you have even more time to get all your ducks in a row. And oftentimes, you know, you get a discount from your subscription. A lot of times if you subscribe to paperbacks or to hardcovers, you will get that same discount on the books as well as the comics. But your shop will have its own rules, so you'll have to double check with them. I don't think your comic book shop retailer is going to mind you saying like, no, I'm not going to get these little $4 comics anymore. I'm going to buy this $30 hardcover instead. It all evens out. Yeah. I don't think your retailer will mind because your retailer wants you as a customer. Your retailer wants you to be enjoying what you're reading and to be enjoying the format that you're reading it in, you know? Right. Now, for the superhero question, Brandon, I would suggest if you're feeling a little reticent about omitting superheroes from your life altogether... I would start collecting the trades instead of waiting for the weekly books to come out or the monthly books. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how concerned you are about keeping really timely with your stuff. Like you want to know what's specifically happening this week in Batman or whatever. Um, Because if you're waiting for the paperbacks or the hardcovers, you're going to be waiting a few extra months. Like you'll have a much nicer book to sit on the shelf, but you'll be waiting to experience like what exactly is going on right now. Right. And there are a number of websites that try to put up breaking news of like, oh, this happened in X-Men this week. You're not going to believe which asshole showed up in the latest issue of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Which which is is fine. If you want to read comics that way, you can. Some people read comics via watching recaps on YouTube, which I think is strange. You want to talk about a hack practice. Uh. Some jerk reading a comic and then just putting it on YouTube and then somebody listening to it. The amount of customers that I have talked to who say, oh, I don't really read comics anymore. 
I just learned what happened in them on YouTube. It's like, wh- why? Why? Like, there's a channel called Comics Pop, a guy named Sal and a couple of his friends. They kind of do what we did with our read-through episodes. Okay. Where they read the whole thing, and then they talk about the story beat by beat, but they have discourse, they have commentary, they actually add something to it. Okay. It's not like this cold reading of the book itself. That's that's something. That's one way to go about it. That's a preferred way to go about it. There are other sites that I will not name that just read the fucking book. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really on YouTube very much, so I don't know which ones those are. I just know that people do that. So we don't suggest you do that, Brandon. But if the transition from floppies to trades and hardcovers is a little tougher to navigate, there are channels available to you. Yeah, if, if you need that little hit. Right. <laughs> it's very easy to find really nice editions of the various current superhero comics that are coming out right now. Like Marvel does lots of deluxe hardcovers of Immortal Hulk and Thor and all their really big series. Uh, Donny Cates' Venom has a bunch right. of like really deluxe hardcovers. And I think DC's getting in on that, too. I don't know if they're deluxe editions, but the new Nightwing hardcover was quite handsome. Mm-hmm. It was indeed. But also, Brandon, you can start checking out all sorts of original graphic novels and original material from publishers like Image, Dark Horse... All the stuff's available to you, and all the stuff is solicited, usually, like I said, well in advance. Mm -hmm. So keep listening to those solicits episodes. We'll keep them coming. But also, it might behoove you to start picking up the previews catalog so you have a better idea of what you're buying and how much you're going to be paying for. And honestly, if you just want to check out the solicitations for DC and Marvel, those catalogs are often, depending on your retailer, they're often free by themselves. And sometimes they're free with the purchase of the previous catalog. Yeah, it just depends. Right. So ask your local comic book store if they can arrange to have those set aside for you, and happy buying. Yeah. So did we answer your question, Brandon, to your liking? We do have a tendency to ramble. Anyway, if you have a question for Casual Wednesdays you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, hit us up. Info at doomrocket.com, Casual Podcast on Twitter, and you have our thanks. MJ, that's all I have for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to say before we get the hell out of here? Uh, just that Doctor Strange is going to be great. That's it. Batman's going to be great. Doctor Strange is going to be better. Hey, it's not a contest. Yes, it is. that's it that's all the time we have for this week's casual wednesdays all new episodes can be found on any good podcatcher but if you need more of this weeby little podcast in your life you can check out our episode archive via doomrocket.com rate follow subscribe whatever you want to do or tell us how we're doing with a review on apple podcasts also you can leave a rating on spotify now i didn't know if you knew that make sure you do that with casual wednesdays if you listen to us on spotify and while you're at it look us up on twitter at casuettes podcast I'm at Jared Jones underscore MJ. Where can they find you? At Molly Jane underscore K. So until the day we see Destroyer Duck pop up in the multiverse of madness, <laughs> I'm Jared. That's MJ over there. And from all of us here at DoomRocket.com, have a great new comic book day. I wouldn't put it past Marvel to do some shady shit like that. I wouldn't either. 